0: This is the Mr. Irrelevant Podcast. I chose the Mr. Irrelevant name not because I was even good enough to be drafted last overall in the NFL draft, uh, but just because I was a simple average Joe just talking about my love for sports and my learning as much about sports as I possibly can. From football to F1 to really any sport he feels like talking about, Mr. Relevant Podcast starts now. And welcome back to that show. Of course, I am your host, Connor Bork. Uh, A few housekeeping things before we get into today's actual topics. Uh, Go ahead and make sure you're following uh, both myself and the show on Twitter. Uh, My Twitter handle is going to be at connorassassin 5 If you're watching this on YouTube, then that's the, uh, the at that is underneath my picture. Um... And the show's Twitter at is going to be at Mr. Irrelevant P. That is at Mr. Irrelevant, the letter P. Um, And links to both of those are in the description of both the YouTube video as well as the show notes wherever you're listening to this, wherever you get your podcast. Moving right along, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, um, the Mr. Relevant Podcast. Uh, every single episode is posted there, just like with on all the other platforms. Uh, plan to do some more stuff over there, uh, hopefully in the near future, but as of right now, that is just uh, re-uploads. Uh, maybe adding some clips and stuff like that coming soon. Uh, moving on, we uh, just a little update on where this is all located. Um, so the audio-only version of this, as well as... I mean, they're all audio-only, but the uh, the specific podcast version of this Quote unquote podcast are going to be available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Stitcher, as well as I think Pandora. Um, so, really, anywhere, most of the places that you'll be able to find podcasts, you will be able to find this show. Uh, we are also going to be launching a TikTok here uh, very shortly. Uh, the TikTok is at the Mr. Irrelevant Pod. That is at the Mr. Irrelevant Pod. Uh, make sure you're following us there and uh, we'll be posting stuff like, you know, clips of the shows reactions so on and so forth so if you're uh just wanted to make sure that you guys if what if you guys want to stay up to date completely with the show make sure you're following us all there uh now getting into today's topics we do have some news uh that i want to cover today at the beginning of this episode that's going to be the brett Favre news now i don't this is first of all this is all alleged none of this has been confirmed in the court of law, I should say, uh, but some some news stories have been breaking. Some text, me- text messages have some, have been leaked, and allegedly, he's been caught up in a welfare scam where uh, his nonprofit has misused over seventy-seven million dollars of donations. Five million of that was the state well was uh, was state welfare that was used to build Southern Myths new Southern Mississippi's new volleyball facility, which is where Farve's daughter plays. Governor, the former governor Phil Bryant and Favre were both in on it, and those text messages say so as well. Uh, kind of a dirty situation to be involved in. I mean, especially when you're stealing from the most, you know, the most, the people that need it the most, especially in the state of Mississippi, which is not known for being that wealthy of a state in the first place. Uh, no offense to any of my my homies in Mississippi. As a matter of fact, shout out to you guys. Um, hope uh, Jackson, Mississippi, is recovering from that water situation as well. But this whole situation is just kind of a sticky one. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Um, but I, I, hope that justice is served here and I, and I hope that everybody, uh, can continue to get the money that they need, the money really that they deserve at the end of the day. Uh, moving right along, uh, on a less serious note, getting that out the way, um, college football, um, not much of a college. I don't usually do college football previews unless it's a big game, but of course with the news that college game day is going to App State, I think that's a pretty big deal. Um, I mean, you might be asking yourself, you know, I'm myself, Texas Tech fan, University of Louisiana fan. Those are my two colleges. Why, why would I be excited that college game day is going to a rival, at least of the University of Louisiana? Well, it's because we're finally getting some Sun Belt uh, recognition for college game college game day going to Boone, which I think is going to be fantastic. Uh, if you're not, you know, w- well versed in Sun Belt, uh, teams and so on and so forth app states probably in the upper echelon you know a s tier troy's probably down there at your your d and f tier no offense to troy players no offense to anybody that might go to troy uh but it, that's just been the case in recent years really for as long as i can remember so if you're a betting man maybe you know you take to look at app state you take to you take you Ooh, you look to take app state money line not gambling advice but Maybe something you look into. If the odds aren't that great, then maybe, um, I don't know, figure it out. You're, you guys are probably better sports gamblers than I am, considering the fact that I reside in Texas, and it is somehow illegal here. Um, so that's all I really have for college football. I just wanted to make a note of how cool I thought it was that uh, they're going to be going to a Sunbelt school, going up to Boone, North Carolina. I've been there, like I said, toward the campus. It is absolutely gorgeous up there. Um, bit of a trek in. It's about an hour away from the nearest uh, the nearest airport, but... It's gorgeous and well worth it. Uh, if you guys are ever looking for a great spot to do, you know, maybe some fall or some early spring vacationing, definitely, definitely take a look at Boone, North Carolina. You got a lake up there um, that's got some pretty decent fishing if you're into that. It, it's just all gorgeous. They also have the Biltmore pretty qu- pretty close by for my, for those history fans out there. I, myself, being a pretty big history nerd, um, if you're interested in, you know, United States history, so on and so forth. Or you want to see, you know, a house that that looks like it should be in Europe. Um, It's one of those giant estates that um, was modeled after uh, European estates, so... Definitely go check it out. Moving now to the NFL, which, of course, is our primary subject that we're talking about at the moment, seeing as we are you know, right into the throes of the NFL season. Uh, we have a Thursday night game, which obviously is tonight, if you're listening to this as it comes out. If you're listening to this after the game's already finished, then I do apologize, maybe skip ahead a little bit. Actually, I can go ahead and tell you, skip ahead till after the break when we get into the Sunday games. Uh, but right now, we're going to be going over the Thursday night game. Thursday night, we will see a competition between the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Chiefs Kingdom to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. A um, few points that I want to make here. Chargers, uh, Keenan Allen is going to be out with a hamstring injury. It's either hamstring or quad. I know it's something in the thigh. Um, but, I mean, anytime that you have like a, a soft tissue injury like this, on a Sunday, and then you have a quick turnaround in a short week, and you play on Thursday. Definitely going to want to take care of that player, especially if it's this early in the season, and he's a very pivotal point of that offense. Um, it's very important that, that he gets that rest, so I'm, I'm glad to see that they're doing so. Uh, J.C. Jackson, corner for the Chargers. Going to be a game-time decision from what I'm reading. Uh, that could have changed here recently, um, and obviously, if you're listening to this right before the game happens, then you would have had your answer. But for everything that I'm seeing says that J.C. Jackson will be a game-time decision. Um, of course, they, that still leaves them with Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, uh, Khalil Mack, and of course, uh, Bosa on the defense. Khalil Mack and Bosa being on the defense. So I do think that they're going to be just fine. Uh, but you know, just just two two players to look out for. Two players that do matter a lot to that offense, um, or that team as a whole. Uh, moving now on to some points about the Chiefs, um, they do have that, you know, they're playing an airhead, obviously, uh, and last week they just looked incredible. If you want to see how my full thoughts about last week, uh, make sure that you go take a look at the previous episode, if you haven't already, of course, uh, but I mean, Mahomes is definitely doing what he said he would be doing in sharing the ball, throwing it to re- multiple receivers, not, you know, not throwing it to, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, that's it. He's spreading the ball around, which is awesome to see. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looks to be fully back, fully ingrained into the NFL. Um, He's catching out the backfield. He's running incredibly. That offensive line's helping out. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire I could not be more happy for. Uh, And a stat that I did not know last week or last episode, but I I saw this morning, I think on uh, first take, Uh, the, the Chiefs ran 66 plays in total on Sunday. 33 of those 66 plays were first downs, meaning that 50% of the plays that they ran, they got a first down on. That is insane production. That is insane efficiency they're going to be hard to beat, which is why I've selected them to win this Thursday night matchup. And just a reminder to you all, these predictions that I'm making um, on Thursday are official predictions that I am I'm keeping track of and will, at the end of the season, see how well I did. I'm currently 8-7-1 and one after last week's predictions. I went a bit bolder this week, I'd like to say. Some of them were a lot safer, but I did do some pretty big, bold predi- predictions, you know, kind of reset, maybe a little bit of overreacting, but we know a lot more about these teams now than we did last week, um, before the first week, of course. So, um, But yeah, uh, with that being said, uh, it is uh, already time for me to take a quick break. Uh, I want to dive right into the Sunday games and as well as the Monday games. We do have a doubleheader on Monday to look forward to, which is exciting. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about in the second half, um, but uh, it'll be a few seconds for you. It may be a little bit longer for me, but anyways, uh, I will see you all after the break. And welcome back, of course. Uh, I am your host, Connor Bork. Uh, this is the Mr. Elven Podcast. Hope you guys are still having a fantastic day and enjoying this episode. Uh, We are going to now get into uh, talking about the Sunday slate of games, making my picks, as well as the Monday slate of games. And I do say slate because we do have a doubleheader to look forward to on Monday. Uh, Getting right into it, first game is going to be the Jets at the Browns. Jets, not a lot of positives after week one, uh, other than Garrett Wilson. Joe Flacco is just not looking like himself, not looking like he did in the past, not looking like a Super Bowl champion. Need to run the ball more. Got to get Brees Hall involved. That's I think they they need to run the ball, work off a play action, hit Garrett Wilson as much as possible, um, and I do think that they will have some success in that regard. Uh, but the Browns, they actually look decent. As much as I don't want to to I don't want to admit it, they did look decent in Week One against Carolina, especially there early. Um, they have a fantastic running game, of course, where they're using you know Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, flip-flopping them as fullbacks to kind of hide them in, 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 in the scheme. Um, So if that, if that run game continues to work the way that it has, then I think they'll have some success there as well. Uh, their D-line is still absolutely incredible, so it might be difficult for the Jets to even set up play action, even get that run game going, so we'll have to wait and see on that front. Uh, but the Browns do need to get Amari Cooper going a bit more. I mean, they traded for him in the offseason, uh, so that's that's an asset that I think Jacoby Brissett needs to take full advantage of. But I do have the Browns winning here, probably by a pretty large margin as well. Commanders at Lions. Uh, the Commanders looked really good, actually, I think. Uh, a lot better than I expected them, especially because I thought that they were going to be like one of the worst teams. in the league not really seeming to be the case i mean they did beat the team that previously had a number one overall draft pick but of course you have to think about you know was it the coaching was it the morale because of the coaching like how much of it was on the players and they did have a pretty decent off season as far as bringing in both rookie talent and um free agents um but that's enough about the jaguars we're talking about the Commanders now. Carson Wentz was playing Carson Wentz football, and in this instance, Carson Wentz football was the the good, looked really good. So that is something to take note of. Antonio Gibson out of the backfield looked to be very dangerous. So they definitely need to take advantage of that if they want the win. Uh, defenses. Their defense is good on paper. They are still missing Chase Young, who had that injury. Um, and he is on the PUP list, I do believe. Uh, or not the PUP list, he's on some list. No, it might be the PUP. He's on A list, I know that much. Um, so I'm not even able to dress out, really. Uh, but uh, the defense is still good. So if, if they can come together, I do think they have a good chance in this one. Uh, but the Lions, they show that they had an amazing run game out the backfield. Uh, their defense is fantastic. You know, they have the Raging Cage and Tracy Walker, who had that interesting game last week. Uh, of course, you have the, the two heroes, or two of the heroes. Really, three of the heroes. One, there's one on the offensive side of the ball as well, but the two defensive heroes from Hard Knocks being Rodrigo and Aiden Hutchinson, both of which look to be absolute bona fide studs. And uh, uh, then on the offense, of course, Amon st Brown coming into his own. What my sleeper pick for the season, a guy that I've been really high on ever since he was drafted, and I'm just really happy to see him being successful, and especially in the NFL at such a high level. Um, He he. One of the reasons why I won my, my fantasy matchup last week. Uh, I have a bye week this week, but uh, still looking forward to seeing what he can do. Also, you still have TJ Hawkinson, one of the better tight ends in the league. Just absolute big dude, catch the ball, fantastic. Uh, they also have a pretty decent O-line. A lot of people forget about how much they've bolstered that O-line. Um, I do have the Lions finally coming out and getting a win simply because I think they're the more talented team. I think the coaching staff, not to say that Ron Rivera is a bad coach, I absolutely love him, but I think the coaching staff as a whole, and maybe this is just hard Knox bias probably a little bit more talented on the Lions they don't have the the front office drama they don't have um you know administration drama it's it's just football 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 grit football for the Lions, and I do think that that, that those little things are going to bring them a win this week. Then you have the Buccaneers going down to New Orleans, to the beautiful Crescent City, taking on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, now I am I am a Saints fan, and I have mentioned that multiple times, I believe. And uh, there's just a few stats, just just a few stats that I want to go over real quick about this game. Uh, the Saints are currently seven and zero in the last seven times that they've played the Buccaneers, and the Saints are four and zero against Brady. Uh, now I do know that trends are meant, you know, they're meant to be broken. They will will be broken eventually, but I feel insanely good about this game. Um, the Saints have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Best wide receiver group in the league bar none that is uh that's a hot take that you can take that that take print it do whatever you want that is my take and I think it is a very very accurate Jameis looked pretty pretty good like really good last week um especially in that fourth quarter and I've harped on that fourth quarter from last game a lot that if they if this if this Saints team plays like they did the fourth quarter and they are able to get the run game going then I think that they're going to be unstoppable and they 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 could make to, to, to the Super Bowl uh Saints fan me would be happy but guy who predicted them, guy who predicted the bucks to go to the super bowl would not be happy. Um but yeah, just just I mean that that's just what it is. I mean, I've pretty much given you the rundown for the Saints as a whole. I mean, their defense needs to get going early, need to get control of this game, need to, you know, put Brady into some difficult situations. Uh they need to get the run game going and they need to just clock manage and control this game like they like they do every season for the past two seasons that Brady's been there and like they've done the last seven times. Um I do have a bit of a conspiracy theory as to why we've been so good against the Bucks. more, more why we've been so good against the Bucks when Brady's been there. And I think it does have to do with Jameis. You know, he played against that offense every single day in practice. So he knows it pretty well. Um, that doesn't account for the three games before that. I think the three games before that really just was, we had a better team. Uh, but ever since Brady's gone there, I think, it, I think it just is because uh, Jameis's knowledge of that defense. Um, and uh, you know, uh, obviously, the offense probably ch- definitely changed and is more tailored around um, uh, Tom Brady, but he probably still knows a few things, a few calls uh, that he's been able to pass on to the Saints defense to help him out there. Uh, now the Bucks, not to say that the Bucks are just you know a washover team. I mean, we saw what they did they did last week and Week One. Um, they have Brady. Godwin is still out, but they have Mike Evans and Julio Jones. They have a great defense uh, and safety, but they do need some help at cornerback and defensive back as a whole, minus the safeties, obviously. Um, but I, I do think that they they have a really good team. Um, I do have the Saints coming out with a win. Call it bias. Call it blind, you know, blind confidence or whatever you want to call it. But I do have the Saints marked down as a win as my official pick for this week. Moving right along to another NFC South team. Not both of them, just the Panthers. But the Panthers are going to travel up to East Rutherford, New Jersey to take on the New York Football Giants. Um... Panthers, Bakers did get hot at the end of the game there. He seemed to get come into his own, seemed to finally understand some stuff. Some stuff was clicking. Needs to get a bit more chemistry with his receivers. But other than that, I think I think that, that, that he's going to work out and finally be that starting quarterback that they've been looking for. Uh, they do need to, however, run the ball better. I think Christian McCaffrey maybe had like 22, maybe 30 yards in total running the ball. Now, passing was a different story. He did have a, a, some more receptions. But I do think they needed to, to work on that run game um they they're fantastic at skill positions of course Christian McCaffrey DJ Moore Robbie Anderson they do have the weapons Chuba Hubbard have, as well the running back position they have a good defense I mean they have Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin people forget about that um so I, I they, they this roster is very good and I think it is one of those rosters that just needed a good quarterback they have the quarterback now now can Matt Rule put it all together um uh, the, I, don't, I don't remember the GM's name off the top of my head but can Carolina's Carolina's GM handed Matt Rule this team okay we got the, we 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 have a rich owner. We went out. We got a quarterback. Uh, he won the starting battle against Sam Darnold. This is our guy, at least for this season. I think he can be there long term, but you know, regardless, now Matt Rule needs to put it all together. And I think that if he can't put it all together, then it might be time to let him go. Um, that's just what I think. But I, I think he's had more than enough time to figure out what this team needs to be. Love Matt Rule, uh, but it's it's coming to the leash is coming to an end. I guess you can say. Moving on to the Giants. Uh, Saquon Barkley is 100% back. DJ Moore has a very, or DJ Moore. Daniel Jones has a really good connection with his receivers, at least from what I saw. Um, and they have a decent defense. Uh, regardless of that fact, I do have the Panthers winning just because I think the Panthers are the more talented team. Uh, and at that point, it will be coaching, uh, which, if I'm saying that, You know, maybe Brian Dayball can make up for the lack of talent that he has. Not saying that he lacks talent, but lacking. I guess he's lacking more talent than the Panthers are. That's the best way to put that. Um, So I do have the Panthers winning that game. That's my official pick. Moving on to the AFC. Or to an AFC matchup, I guess I could say. Uh, Patriots at Steelers. At Stellers. Okay. Patriots, I don't know what's happening. And I. How long can we have blind confidence in Bill Belichick? I mean, I guess I guess he has the longest leash at quarterback and GM of anyone else in the National Football League, and he's definitely earned that. Um, but I don't know how long we can just have this confidence in him to do to 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 pull a rabbit out of the hat to have this magic trick. I mean, we knew this offense was going to struggle, and we saw it last week. Um, you know, he had a couple things; Mac had back spasms, so on and so forth. But they have no weapons. They have no offensive weapons outside of Mac Jones. And their defense is good, but your defense can only take you so far. Uh, I know that they're going to come into a lot of money next season, and maybe they they use this season as another rebuilding one where they, you know, they made it to the playoff last year. Maybe they struggle a little bit again, and then they go for another run, and Bill Belichick comes back, and he pisses on all of us and saying, ha-ha, told you so. I'm the best fucking guy to do it. But, um. I, I I don't I, I there's not much positives to look at this team other than their defense, and that's about it. Uh Steelers of course, I, uh we, we got some question marks on their defense as well. Can they their defense perform as well as it did last week without TJ Watt. TJ Watt, of course, was placed on IR this morning, meaning that he's going to be out for at least at least six weeks. Can that defense still perform without him? We had only time will tell. We'll have to find out on Sunday. Uh, can Mitchell Trubisky play well again? You know, can he can he play a little bit better because he knows that defense can hold him into this game as well as they did last week? Uh, but the number one thing they need to run the ball, and I, I said this last week multiple times. I think Matt Canada's offense just can't run the ball, but they need to figure it out because they have one of the best young back in the league and it's kind of just wasting away back there it's fine to use him as a slot receiver it's fine to throw him throw it to him out of the backfield but that being said they do need to run the ball they need to figure out in those you know three and one four and one three and two gold line whatever it is how they can get those those extra yards and they need to have successful run plays they need to set up that that play action pass they need to set up the bootlegs and I I it's something that 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 in the NFL running backs are becoming less important but you still need a running back it's better to have a good running back than to not it's better to have a good couple of running backs than to not especially because play action is such a big deal Um, and if you can have a big bruising back like Derrick Henry with the smaller linebackers with linebackers getting smaller and faster in this league you know you can have some very well success, uh, but I do have the Steelers winning uh, this week against the Patriots simply because the Patriots are such a large question mark, and I could not find very many uh, positives about their their for their week one or about the team overall so far. Um, so I do have the Steelers winning that one. Moving now to the Colts versus the Jaguars. Uh, Colts, Matt Ryan looked good. Jonathan Taylor looked amazing. They do have an amazing O line. They do have a really good defense. Jaguars still a lot of question marks Trevor Lawrence you know the question marks not about his talent but what he that chemistry with his, his uh, wide receivers Christian Kirk reset the um, reset the wide receiver market in the offseason so can he can he perform they do have a good defense I mean they spent draft picks on defensive players um, of course uh, Walker going number one overall I do however have the Colts coming out winning this simply because the the they're a lot older as they have a lot more older players, a lot more veterans. You know, Matt Ryan, so on and so forth. Jaguars still a young team. They, I do think they're going to get some wins this season, and, and I don't think they'll have the number one overall pick again. Uh, but they're going to have some. They're going to have some more growing than the Colts do, especially as we get later into the season. Uh, so, Colts win that one. Moving now to the Dolphins versus or Dolphins at the Ravens. This is an interesting one. This This took me a while to predict. I mean, Dolphins, you look, they have Tua, they have, you know, Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, they they have uh, Mike Isiki, they have a good defense. Um, Ravens, you know, Lamar struggled a little bit out the gate, but he didn't play in preseason, so that was to be expected from those non-preseason quarterbacks. Uh, Ravens' running game does still look to be fantastic. J.K. Dobbins might come back this week. Uh, I saw that he was not officially marked as out, but questionable, so he might be back. We'll have to wait and see. And their defense is good as well. This is a very interesting matchup. And I think this, is, this matchup is going to answer a lot of questions for both of these teams. I do have the Dolphins winning just based off of their performance last week. I mean, both these teams played, you know, teams that might not, that might have very high draft picks at the end of the season. Um, and they did very well against them. But we'll have to wait and see what that is. I guess I give the Dolphins a bit more respect simply because they did play the Patriots, albeit a, a shell of the former glory that was the Patriots, but and the Ravens played the Jets. I mean, yeah. So but Dolphins winning is my pick. Uh Falcons at Rams. Another interesting one. Cause what are the Falcons and what are the Rams? Falcons are Marcus Mariona, Kyle Pitts, and Cordell Patterson to their three, you know main things but other outside of that and uh that cornerback that whose name is escaping me uh but they have a corner um oh terrell um other than that they're kind of lacking talent and the Rams have talent but not as much as they did last year and of course that week one performance was weak at best Stafford's elbow is still questionable Allen Robinson needs to get targets needs to get needs to do a lot with those targets but they do still have one of the best D lines in football and there's a lot of questions around number five Jalen Ramsey because he got cooked in uh, uh, on Thursday last Thursday um I do still have the Rams coming out and winning just because they have the talent. And I I think that this is going to be a situation where the, um, the Jimmies and Joe's outweigh the X's and O's. I mean, Sean McVay is still a fantastic quarterback. Do not get that or quarterback coach. Do not get that twisted. Uh, but, um, they say, I just simply think that their talent's going to come out and beat them. It might not be a pretty game. Or maybe they fix all other issues, and I'm talking out my ass. They're going to come out, smack them 60-0, and then the Rams are back. Who knows? But I do have the Rams winning this one. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at 49ers. Uh, this is an interesting one because we don't know what either of these teams are yet either. There's a lot of teams that we, we know exactly who they're going to be after week one. These two teams are not those teams. These are not those guys. Um, Seahawks, of course, had a very strong showing on Monday Night Football more so in the first quarter or, or the first half, which does raise some question marks about you know their ability to adapt later into the game and situational football. But Geno Smith, uh, can he keep up what he did last week or was that just pure off of motivation? Um, Pete Carroll said that he performed just like he did in practice in the game. So maybe that's a sign of good things to come in the man's 10th year. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Their defense did well, very well at the goal line. It did well overall, I would say. Uh, But, of course, with news today, Jamal Adams' injury does seem to be a year-ending one, which is very unfortunate. He's had a very, very uh, injury-ridden career at Seattle, which is very unfortunate. Of course, LSU safety. uh, Love him as a player. Peyton Manning loves him as a player, so hope that he comes back soon soon. And yeah, just a very unfortunate Uh, week one for the 49ers though, even more question marks because they played in a monsoon was week one due to the lack of talent or the weather. Trey Lance still has some question marks. He did not seem to be playing his best football that we've seen him play before. But again, with the weather, who really knows George Kittle will, has been still missing practice, which is questionable. Uh, so because of that I do have the Seattle Seahawks winning this game. And of course Eliza Mitchell was placed on IR, so we'll have to wait and see for that one. Uh, Bengals at Cowboys. The Bengals I think are gonna this is gonna be a big week for them. As a matter of fact I've 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 This is going to be a big week for them. Uh, Joe Burrow did struggle last week in Week One, but I I I think that he's going to come back. Um, The O line struggled, but again, this is you know minus Micah Parsons. This is I think this this defense is going to be fantastic for the Bengals. Um, for for the Bengals' confidence, they have you know Jamar Chase, Tyler, or yeah Boyd, and then um, T Higgins, and I think. That this is going to be a big game for their offense and a big game for their defense because Cooper Rush. I mean, let's just get into the Cowboys. I mean, can they win with Cooper Rush? That's a big question. They're met. they're lacking a lot of wide receiver depth. I mean, they have Michael Gallup still out. They have the XFL guy, and then they have uh, CD Lamb. CD Lamb's fantastic, but I mean, Dak in Dak Prescott in the game, a fantastic quarterback, and they looked like dog water. No offense, Cowboys fans, or maybe some offense because Cowboys fans, but they looked like dog water. That being said, they do need to run. If they're going to do anything, they need to get those two running backs going. Uh, They do still have some O-line question marks. And um, you know, can the defense revolve around Diggs and Parsons? Diggs, who got cooked, I'd like to say, and did not do what we expect him to do with the takeaways. So we'll have to see there. Of course, I have the Bengals winning. I think that was pretty evident in what I was saying earlier. Texans at Broncos. Uh, The Texans, of course, Davis Mills is looking like he's going to be their guy. Uh, They still have Brandon Cooks. They do have a decent defense with the rookie uh, Stingley out of LSU. Go Tigers. Uh, Broncos, Ken Russ and his wide receivers get on the same page. They need to figure out their run game. They need to figure out their O line in general, and they still, of course, have uh, Chubb and Patrick Pat Sertain the second on that defense. Um, I do think the Broncos are the more talented core, the team, and I think with another week in the system, Russell figures something out. Do have them coming out with the win? If I my okay, my official pick is the Broncos to win, but I would not be surprised if it goes the other way. If it goes the other way, then I think we might need to start questioning the 260 million dollars that he was paid. Not to say they can't come back. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a Saints fan, so I've, I've seen seasons where we've gone on 0-2 oh the first two weeks and then went back, went to the NFC Championship, only to have the Rams ruin it for us. But that's besides the point. Um, we're not going to talk about that. I'm not going to relive that. Still get PTSD, 1,000-yard status from that, so regardless. Uh, girlfriend makes fun of me for it all the time because I did break multiple things, including my very expensive designer glasses on that day. <sighs> Anyways, um, so yeah uh that's 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 something to keep an eye on uh cardinals at raiders uh cardinals i mean look they just looked bad overall um i'm very much looking forward to their in-season hard knocks because I'm, I'm interested to see how that, that they're running behind the scenes and how the locker room is reacting to this level of play um but they i mean nuke jj watt rent Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella, and Zach Ertz are all out. I don't know what you expect Kyler Murray to do in that situation. I don't know what you expect the team to do in that situation. They are lacking so many of their of their top stars that it's insane. It's unfathomable how, they, how they're even going to compete with that. Uh, the Raiders, you know, Carter Adams, Carter Waller, Carr to Renfro looks to be deadly. Their defense of line is good, but they're lacking on the back end. Uh, but even with that, the Raiders I think are going to win simply because I mean Kyler Murray. I mean he's going to have to throw the ball to himself. He can do it. He's fast enough to do it. He's got the arm talent to do it. But uh, he he's throwing to he's throwing to insurance salesmen out there right now. I mean there there's none of his none of his starters are there. So, I think it's going to be a long road until, uh, for the Cardinals until they can get those key members of the team back. Moving on now to the Bears and Packers. Um... Bears at Packers. I mean, Justin Fields looks fantastic. Darnell, Mo- Darnell Mooney is looking to be money with two O's. He looks fantastic. Roquan Smith making plays. David Montgomery making plays. Again, it was a rain game, so we have to kind of put an asterisk by how they performed. But they performed well in the rain, which I think is a big deal. Uh, Packers are still having wide receiver issues. Don't know if uh, Alan Lazard is going to be back. And this was an interesting point that Daniel Orshlowski or or Shlowski, uh made this morning on getup. Rogers took nine hits, four sacks overall. That never happened at all last season. I, I even think that he said that that might not have even happened in his whole career. So is Rogers' comprehension slowing down? TBD we'll have to see there but he's not throwing the ball away as much as he used to he's taking sacks he's taking hits part of me thinks it's because he's having to wait 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 for his receivers to get open but we'll have to see about that um and their o-line injuries David Bakhtiari and uh Jenkins are both still out so you mean but anytime both of your tackles are out you're going to struggle with protecting the quarterback regardless do have a decent defense though of course. Uh, but I do have the Bears coming out and surprising everyone, getting a win over the Packers. Kind of the same thing I said with uh, the Cardinals um, and with the Broncos, that I've seen teams go 0-2 in the first two weeks of the season, then go on to do great things in the postseason. So I don't think that it should be concerning for Packers fans that I'm saying this, but I do think this is the one of the weaker Packers teams that we've seen in a very long time. Uh, with that, that comes to that's a Sunday night game, so that comes to an end of our Sunday slate of games, and now we move on to the double header that we have looking forward to on Monday night. The first game is going to be Titans at Bills. The Titans are still are very much much, much missing AJ Brown. They can't get anything going with their two rookie. look. they have two rookie receivers that got more yards, more more pass attempts than Robert Woods did. That's concerning because statistically rookie receivers get more targets as the season goes on. And that means Robert Woods is going to be missing out on targets and they're still struggling and they need to also get King Henry going. Like those are the two things they need to figure out. They need to figure out their offense as a whole. Their defense is, I mean, meh, but they just need to figure out their offense as a whole. Really Titans are an offensive team and they need to play like that. I mean, do I even have to talk about the bills at all? I mean, this is literally what I wrote down in my show notes. Come on, do I need to say this again? Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, um, you know, their running backs in Moss, Singletary, and uh, Cook. And then, of course, you have on the defense, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier, Gregory Rousseau, Von Miller. The list goes on and on and on. Six different guys, six different D linemen checking into games, you know, resting their other players. I, the Bills are going to win this game, and I think everybody knows it. They're going to go to 2-0. Titans are going to need to figure some stuff out. And that's just the way that it's going to have to be. Second game of the night is going to be Vikings at Eagles. I think this one's going to be a little bit closer of a matchup and a more entertaining matchup overall to watch. Uh, Vikings, of course. Kirk, I mean, the big question really is, is are we going to see primetime Kirk Cousins? Are we going to see the Kirk Cousins that struggles? So we're going to see the Kirk Cousins that we saw last week that looked refreshed, that looked renewed, that looked like an organization that trusted him. And he gave the game ball to his new head coach and GM saying, thank you for trusting me. This is a new Kirk. He's been paid. He's been, he has an organization. I mean, that's kind behind him i mean the gm did say some things about him in the offseason but you know he's using that as a motivation and this is a motivated kirk kirk cousins um they have justin jefferson they have adam thielen dalvin cook look and they have a defense that that surprised me last week uh eagles i mean you have hurts throwing to aj brown uh one of the things though is can we get can Devontae smith get going i mean heisman champion uh very fantastic rookie receiver last season um, he needs to figure out how to get going because the tag team of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith is going to be deadly if Devontae Smith can get back to his full form. Boston Scott looked fantastic out of the backfield. Their defense has the talent. Look good on paper, but they need to get going. They, they have great talent, but they need that chemistry that I think is simply lacking because a lot of the players came in like later in the training camp and so on. So I think they just need to work on that, get some more practice underneath their belts. And they'll be just fine. I do have the Eagles winning this one. Um, this was this was another tough one to predict. I kind of just like, you know, eeny meeny money mode, flip a coin, whatever you want to say, but I do predict Eagles winning that one. And with that, that is going to wrap up today's show. Um, thank you very much for you all listening. Uh, don't forget, like I said at the beginning, to follow on all the socials, find the show wherever you watch your podcast, subscribe to us on the Uh, YouTube, and I will see you all on Thursday where we will discuss, or sorry, this was Thursday. Um, I'm a little flabbergasted. Uh, I will see you all on next Tuesday where we react to this week of NFL football, maybe touch on some storylines from college football and any other sport uh, news that might be important. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, uh, and I will see you all in the next one. Peace.